I appreciate you spending time with us this morning. Uh, tell me about convalescent plasma. What is that? Yeah, you probably heard it in the news, uh, in the media. This is that uh, the, the life-saving plasma, the rich in antibodies that um, are from patients who have been exposed to COVID-19. The goal is that we try to harness these antibodies to give to patients that are currently sick in the absence of a vaccine and the absence of really great medications that have not been well studied. Well, and those, those great medications that haven't been well studied have been studied well enough for some. So we're dealing with a pandemic. Give everybody hydroxychloroquine because it, uh, it's, here's an article from Mrs. Jones in Tallahassee. It saved my husband, which is enough evidence for any, some people to go full boat nationwide millions of doses let's get rid of this pandemic what do you tell them yeah we just have to be very careful about you know conclusion shopping our theory about what medication might work you know these medications have side effects in that case of hydroxychloroquine there's cardiac effects there can be immunosuppressive effects it's really important that we study these drugs um, in a very controlled fashion um, so we're using them correctly we're using them for the right patient population Typically, a lot of these newer medications you're seeing in the news, remdesivir, some of these antibodies that they're using, um, these are for very specific patients, mainly those patients that are sick and in the ICU. And is that what convalescent plasma uh, will end up or where it will end up being used for those who are in ICU? It, it helps develop antibodies and when shared with the right patient, they can recover more quickly. But it isn't, uh, we're not going to be making a vaccine uh, using convalescent plasma and it, uh, to give everybody next week or even next month, right? No, exactly. So, so since it's such a precious resource, I mean, we've had to harness this from people that have been sick. People got to get sick to begin with to get this plasma. Um, it's going to those patients who are very sick. So those patients over the age of 60 with at least one comorbidity like heart failure, lung disease, diabetes um, that are in the ICU or are hospitalized and have the potential to get worse. And, you know, in the absence of the vaccine, this is the best we got. And that's why that this, this, the fight is in us.org, this campaign that's been created primarily geared from uh, survivors along with academic institutions is trying to create a pathway for you, if you've had it, um, to uh, donate your plasma, help save some lives. And, well, we hear all the time about plasma saves lives, but in this case, could plasma save more lives or different lives? Uh, you know, does it put more, more pressure on those people who aren't just donating blood to consider go donating plasma uh, because it might actually help save your grandma? Yeah, I mean, th that's exactly right. That's a great question. It's, it's, it's those kind of patients that are vulnerable. Your grandma, your, your great uncles, your aunts, um, patients that are immunosuppressed. Um, there's a need, to be honest with you, in the community just based on trauma or surgeries for blood products like red blood cells, plasma, platelets. But to have that unique uh, recovered antibodies from those that have had COVID-19 um, is, is, is really important because, you know, with the lifting of the restrictions, um, uh, we're going to see a second wave. And we may see it in the next weeks or months, 
But I really think we're going to see the second wave in, in the wintertime when people start to corral in the indoor areas. And, and those patients are going to be very vulnerable. And without that vaccine, and again, it takes you know upwards of 18 months to get a really reliable vaccine and study it well. Um, we're really vulnerable, and it's, it can be very scary for these patients if you have any of those underlying comorbidities. Well, and there's, uh, we're, we're going to be out of time, but at some point you and I will have the opportunity, I hope, to speak again because I'm curious. That I don't know much about the, uh, the story yet. I just heard it this morning for the first time, a study that was done that shows that uh, as many as half of the COVID-19 tests come back with a false positive. That changes the numbers. And, yeah, uh, that cha- that's that's kind of scary to me. You know, and, and that's a that's a great point. And I think that mainly has to do with the fact that this virus, this is kind of scary. This virus, you're most symptomatic in shedding prior to you developing symptoms. So that's when the test would be optimal to catch these patients. So number one, number two, if you get a chance, go to thefightisinus.org. It's a website. That basically, yeah, you answer a couple questions. They don't collect your personal information, and they tell you if you're a candidate to donate, and they tell you where to go, what your options are. Simple, user-friendly, try it out. Um, again, uh, this, this is a precious resource. We're going to need it for the second wave. If you have been somewhat symptomatic or you think you've been exposed, go to your doctor, get tested, check the website out, help save some lives. And the website address, again, is where, what is it? Uh, the thefightisinus.org. The thefightisinus.org. Dr. Joseph Potaruka, thank you for talking with us this morning on the Crosstalk on WIZM. I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that helps a little.